series called 40 Days of Prayer, and um, it's been really great. Uh, I don't know if you've been following along in your book, um, but you, you, we have six books. We've, we, sold, I, we sold almost all of our books. I couldn't believe it. Uh, we were, so I bought 30 extra so that we can use them for small groups, and you guys bought all those, so uh, it's amazing. We have six left, so if you want, even though we've already started 40 Days of Prayer, the actual book, you can start at any time. It's just every day being with Jesus, and uh, you read a, 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 a scripture verse, and then you just write down your thoughts on that, and you write, you write down a, a prayer. So I, I hope you've been joining with me each morning and praying to God, and I hope you've been seeing prayer a little different. You know, prayer is just a conversation with your Heavenly Father. And so what I wanted to do this morning was um, kind of give you an idea of what uh, it looks like to, um, to pray to this God. Who is this God that we pray to? And uh, God is a multi-dimensional God. You know, we, we have these different dimensions. You know, if I, if, if, if I draw, you know, you know, something, you know, like a line, it's like one-dimensional, and then up a box that's uh, two you know that's three-dimensional you know it has a it has a length and a width and a height and and then when you add in time that's a fourth dimension right because as, as things go over time and but our God is a, a five-dimensional God he's a multi-dimensional God he's just he's everywhere he was before he is now and he's what will be he's a multi-dimensional God and the more you understand God the more you understand prayer it's like with any other relationship and when I meet somebody, uh, the, depending on who they are, my language changes, the way I uh, uh, act changes. Um, I think I've mentioned before, when, when I, if I were to ever get pulled over, uh, which would never happen because I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian, uh, <laughs> talk to that uh, police officer is radically different than the way I talk to a coworker. Okay, and uh, uh, I, I talk to my wife differently than anyone on the planet, right? I mean, we have a different language, we have different uh, nuances and all these different things. I talk to my friends differently than I talk to others, and so th th there's just this difference. Well, the more I understand who my Heavenly Father is, the more my, my, my language changes when I pray to Him. If I think of Him as a dictator, God, then I'm going to relate to Him in that way. If I think of him as jolly old God, the big man upstairs, then I'm going to talk to him that way. But if I think of him as my heavenly father, then I'm going to talk to him like a child would talk to their dad about anything, right? About their hopes, their dreams, what they're doing this weekend. And so I want to talk really briefly about three ways that God is a multidimensional God and how we can look at him and see uh, how he responds to us. And then I'm going to go through five different ways we can pray during the day in these different dimensions that will kind of, I'm hoping, will help you give, bring variety to your prayers. The first is God is creator. We just sang about that. I, and that song was powerful uh, about... Uh, Eight billion souls that the Lord died for. Uh, 
Those are called atonement paradigms, by the way, just in case you wanted to know. Um, and so this idea that I, I can go into create, I can look at creation, I can see my God. Look what it says in Romans chapter 1. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have clearly, they've been clearly seen being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. This is God as our creator. If he did, you know, oftentimes I, I forget about this. That God, that the things that we walk around and see, that um, uh, uh, God created my eyes. How did he do that? Like, like and then... You know, the ways your eyes work is everything's flipped upside down and then reconverted back in your brain. Like, what'd you do that for? Because <laughs> he could? I don't know. Like, like and, then, and then don't get caught up. You know, you know so, so many times we get caught up in, the, you know, how, how old is the earth? And, you know, did he, did it, was, he, was it created in the literal seven days or was it created over millions of years? And, and yes, <laughs> who cares, Right? We have this creator God. Like, sometimes we miss the important thing. God created everything. Matter of fact, I'm more blown away if it, you know, so when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask him how long, and he could either it's seven days, duh, I wrote it right there in front of you, or he might go, oh, you know, yeah, I was just talking to a certain you know, group of people that didn't have a word for a million yet, and so I just kind of wrote it down so that they knew. I don't care. He's creator. It's amazing that dimension. When I go out and I see a tree or I see a bird, I go out sometimes in the morning to pray, and I, uh, I have a fire, and it's, sometimes it's before dark, and, and they have all these hummingbirds by my, by my outside. How does that, how do they work? I don't get it. Like, it, literally, they just kind of like, they flap so fast, and, and, then, and then they'll land, and then um, Lisa was noticing this as well. When they turn, their, their like, throat lights up. What did he do that for? Like, how, did, how is that? That's the God. Listen, that is the God you have access to through prayer. You could spend a whole day just spending your time in silence, just looking at creation going, what in the world? That is a multi-dimensional God. God as creator. This is what he says in Job chapter 11. He says, can you fathom the mysteries of God? Can you probe the limits of the Almighty? The answer is no, by the way. <laughs> He's, it's a rhetorical question. You're like, I don't know. I wonder if I can. Well, they are higher than the heavens above. What can you do? <laughs> right? Don't we want a God that we can understand and control? I know I do. I live with him. He drives my car. That's the only God I can control. Not this God. They are deeper than the depths below. What can you know? <laughs> Their measure is longer than the earth and wider than the sea. Those are just the mysteries of God. Isn't that incredible? So that's one way God is a multi-dimensional God. He's creator of the universe. He creates the stars. That's how big, and yet he creates the atom. That's how small. 
Next, God as Jesus. You think about, okay, we have this God as creator, and that's like, woo, like spirit and powerful and all that. And it's like, well, what's he really like? If you want to know what God is like, you have to look no further than Jesus. That's what God is like, filled with compassion and mercy. Look what it says. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. The, the, the seminary word for that is incarnation. It's the incarnational ministry. The fact that God, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be held onto, but he emptied himself and came in the form of a bondservant. That's how this is the multi-dimension of the God we serve. He became flesh and made his dwelling among us. He came to live with us. He came to press flesh with us. A hug, to feel a heart of compassion, to serve, to heal. That's how multi-dimensional our God is. He's the creator of the universe, and yet he's as close, the Bible says, as a friend. Jesus, right before he departed, said, no, I, no longer, I call you friends now. And friends, now I'm going to depart and I'm going to leave you with the Holy Spirit. And that's the third dimension of God. You have the Father, the creator of the universe, all-powerful God. You've got the Son, Jesus Christ, God in the flesh. And you've got the Holy Spirit, who is in this room right now. And was definitely with our worship band this morning as well. It says this, the wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So is everyone born of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is working in your life when you don't even know about it. In Wesleyan theology, we call this prevenient grace. It's grace that goes before. So maybe for those of you who are followers of Jesus, you might remember the time when somebody was preaching or teaching or just talking to you. And they said, would you like to turn your life over to Jesus? Would you like to make him Lord of your life? And you remember either raising your hand or coming forward or bowing your head in prayer. And you go, that was the moment I accepted Jesus. Did you know that the Holy Spirit has been on you way before that? All along from your the time you were born, the Holy Spirit, one author calls it the hound of heaven, has been on you going, did you notice that? Did you notice that? And all of a sudden you come to a decision. But this prevenient grace, we call it sneaky grace. God sneaking around and trying to get your attention and going, hey. The the Holy Spirit was there. Listen what it says in Job. He performs wonders that cannot be fathomed, miracles that cannot be counted. When he passes me, I cannot see him. When he goes by, I cannot perceive him. That is what is happening. Even as we speak, even in this room, the Holy Spirit is nudging you to draw closer to your Heavenly Father through what Jesus did. This is your multi-dimensional God. So, because God is multi-dimensional, you are never alone. Let me repeat that again. You are never alone because your heavenly Father is multidimensional. Now, for some of you, you're like, okay, I get that. But there are others in this room that I believe need to hear that. Whatever you're going through, you are not 
alone. You're not going through it alone. You're multidimensional, heavenly Father, all-powerful, showing his love by sending his only son to die for your sins, to bring reconciliation, and the power of the Holy Spirit is with you today. You are never alone. Listen to what it says in Psalm 139. This is so great. Where can I go from your spirit? Now, some of us, at least for me, sometimes I like to be alone because I want to hide from God. Well, I got bad news. <laughs> the good news is you're never alone. The bad news is you're never alone. So we can go, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you're there. If I make my bed in the depths, you're there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast, you will never ever be alone. The Bible says that he will never leave you or forsake you. This is a multidimensional God, creator of the universe, a son that died for your sins, even yours and mine, and a Holy Spirit that is with us now, empowering us. So I told you I teach this class, uh, this theology class, and, you know, theology, it gets kind of a bad rap because it, it can be a little boring, okay? And, and so we do our best to make it lively. And uh, did I just say that as a pastor? Shoot. <laughs> Is somebody record? No one's recording this, right? Okay, no, I'm kidding. Um, and so we get into, but here's the other thing that happens. You get into these things like, so we started talking about the Trinity, okay? And the, the Trinity is, uh, you know, you kind of think you understand it. One God, three persons. It's kind of a mystery. Some people use the analogy of an egg. It's a shell. It's a, you know, white and it's a yolk and, or it's a, you know, or it's water. It's steam or ice or water or whatever. The fact of the matter is your head will explode before you understand the Trinity, okay? It's just too hard. So what we do is we do this exercise where I say, I, I, write, a, I, write, a word, I write God up at the top and I put a box around it and I just say, describe your God. So we're going to do that now. Describe your God. Give me a word, somebody. Loving, yeah. Compassionate, yeah. Father, forgiving, forgiving. Creator, eternal, eternal. everywhere, everywhere. Co Comforter, yep. Awesome. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. What is wrong with you people? Uh, yeah. Oh, gosh. God. You know, let me just tell you something. Let me just tell you something. All that stuff I said about other Pat, I take it all away. I take it all back. He's a Patriots fan. I teach theology, okay? I know what I'm talking about. Golly. No, come on. What else? What else? Abba Father, great. Great. Healer. Jehovah. 
shepherd. God, you guys are awesome. Yes, yes, yes. So I do this. So the class I taught yesterday had seven students in it. We did this for 15 minutes, and this is what we wrote down. Man, there's so much good stuff in here. Personal, omnipresent, spirit, kind, redemptive, omnipotent, light, lion, lamb, relational, king of kings, miracle worker, guide, lord of lords, savior, refuge, comforter, unconditional love, Jehovah, Jireh, Shalom, Nisi, Rafi, Emmanuel, forgiving, mighty, merciful, strong tower. Man, that's a big God you're praying to. Isn't that true? That's a big God you're praying to. That's a multi-dimensional God. We, I mean, 15 minutes with seven people. Imagine what eternity is going to look like. I hope there's a whiteboard in eternity. Oh, that would be, oh, that would be fantastic. That would be heaven. That would be heaven. So check this out. This is the end of that psalm. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. If you're going through a dark time right now, it is not dark to the Lord. He understands. Even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. Isn't that wonderful? That's your multidimensional God. So what I want to talk about in just the next few minutes that we have is to talk about these five different ways you can, you can pray, five different dimensions, if you will. Now, if uh, if you remember, last week what we talked about was how to pray throughout the day. You get up with gratitude. You bless his name at breakfast, right? You have mid-morning remembering what matters, right? Okay, so you can go back and listen to it if you want. But uh, that, how to pray throughout your day. Remember you asked for forgiveness in the afternoon because you probably messed up before then. Uh, and then you ask for direction on your way home. And so you pray throughout the day. Well, this morning what I want to talk about is five different ways you can pray if you get you know, stuck and you're like, well, I don't, know what to, I don't know what to pray for. And so the first thing you can do is you can look back to the cross. This is a wonderful frame of reference. Every time I go to my Heavenly Father, I know that I have access because of what Jesus did on the cross. That that song that we sang that, that um, like about you, you went up on a hill you made <laughs> to hang on the cross. Like, what a, I don't know who wrote that song, but genius. Like, I, like he made the hill that he walked up to, to die on. That's just incredible to me. So, so that is the lens by which we go to our Heavenly Father. I know that my sins are forgiven. The Bible says I can go confidently to, to the throne of grace because of what Jesus did for me on the cross. And so I, we can go confidently to him. I look back to the cross. And so you can spend time at any time during your day going, God, oh, thank you that I'm not on my own. Thank you that I'm not on my own. You know, the gospel, which is just a fancy word for good news, is not just that when you die, you go to heaven. That's good. Hell bad, heaven good. That's from theology. 
Uh, so it's, it's not that you just go to heaven. It's that you have access to your heavenly Father now, that you can be transformed into the image of Christ now, that you don't have to rely on yourself now, that you don't have to be conformed to the patterns of this world now. That is good news. It's good news that I don't have to rely on myself for my peace or my joy. I don't need to rely on that. That's good news. Look what it says in 1 Peter. For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver and gold that you were redeemed from the, the empty way of life handed down from you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. That's how valuable you are. And so I can always go back, look back to the cross in my prayer time and go, God, if nothing else today, can I just re be reminded, can you remind me that you love me and you bought my soul? That's how valuable I am. And whatever you call God when you pray, Father, Daddy, Lord, King, you're a son and a daughter. That's truly what you are. So I, we can look back to the cross. We look, we look upward to the face of our Father. And so uh, we can understand that He is our Heavenly Father. There's, again, just to drive this home, uh, so in understanding who He is, who understanding, you know, my kids, they happen to be here, um, they're the only ones in this room that see me as dad. They're the only ones that have that relationship with me, that understand me as dad. Well, in the same way, as you look at all those different words we had, and um, I'll, what I can actually, I, I don't, I'll, I'll post that on our website uh, so you have access to it. Uh, but you can see, so your heavenly father is your forgiver. So maybe you just say, God, thank you for forgiving me. Your heavenly father is your comforter. And you say, God, I'm, I'm broken right now. I'm, I'm upset right now. And I, I feel a sense of grief or a sense of loss. That's your heavenly father. So you can look upward into the very face of your heavenly father, acknowledging him for all those attributes that we just read about. King of kings. God, you're in control. You're in control. That's your heavenly Father. Look what it says here. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father, Dada, essentially, like a little baby. It was so, so awesome about that. You know, babies, when they begin to speak, they, it's usually either mama or dada, usually mama, because she's more important. But, uh, uh, but that, see how easy that is to say, right, for a baby. It's like the first connection. That, that's your, this is what your heavenly father is saying you can call him. Creator of the universe says, come here. What's on your mind? You got daddy, I'm upset, you know, Whatever. Whatever it is, he doesn't care. I have this, looking upward to the face of your father, I have this picture that I've had for a long time. Uh, this is me and my daughter, Audrey. And uh, I know, isn't that, aren't I cute? <laughs> I had hair back then. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and she's gorgeous too, but uh, 
but like this, like this is my relationship with her, right? This is the relationship your heavenly father wants to have with you. Now, I know he's holy, and I know he's king, and I know he's all-powerful, right? And I know he's everywhere, and I know that uh, he can get angry, okay? But so, I can get angry, but that's not my relationship with my daughter being angry. This is it. And this is what God would have you do as well. We look upward to the face of our father. Sorry, Aj, I didn't... I. I didn't know you, I had this before you were going to be here, so um, I didn't mean to call you out. And then Emmy, I, I didn't have one for you, so I, it was just the only one. So, I mean, I ha anyway, this is awkward. Golly. <laughs> I look upward into the face of my father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children... Then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings. In other words, we're going to go through some things in order that we may also share in his glory. Basically, it's saying, if you're going to go through life, just do it with your heavenly Father. It's better that way. So we look upward. Then we look inward to Christ in me. Uh, and this is self-examination. Um, uh, I heard Rick Warren, uh, who uh, wrote the 40 Days of Prayer, um, uh, talked about this. In intimacy is into me, see. Like you allow somebody to look right into where you're at. Do you have people in your life like that, that know the state of your soul, right? Where you can say, look, this is where I'm, this is where I'm truly at. That's intimacy. Into me, see. I just thought that was clever. Anyway, uh, so we, we, we have this inward look to Christ in me. What, what is, how is he shaping me? Remember, the good news is that we can become like Christ. That's the good news. That's the goal. To be a Christian doesn't mean to, to have your quiet time every day and, and listen to Bethel music uh, on your commute. Okay, it's, that's not being a Christian. Being a Christian, Christian just means little Christ. It means Christ coming in us and saying, oh, we're going to have to remove that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not going to, that anger thing anymore, uh, I can't be with that. We're going to have to shape that out. The Bible calls it, the language that the Bible uses is like pruning. You know, it, it, it's to make it healthy. It's to prune out the dead things so that the life can happen. Whoever conceals their sins does not prosper. <laughs> and is that not the truth? But the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. And so you can always pray that inward thing. God, so here's, here's, here's a prayer that I pray all the time. Maybe you might want to find another church. Um, I say, God, I don't trust you, Right? Because I, I, if I'm getting to a place where I'm just trusting in myself, then that, by default, means I'm not trusting in God. And do you know how hard that is to say to God, I don't trust you? It's hard. But when I say it out loud, then God can begin, we can begin the conversation, why don't you trust me? What, what, what's going on? When have I failed you? Like, never. 
But maybe this time, I don't know, you know, no one does 100%, right? I mean, what's going to happen? But that confession, God, I don't trust you, then I can begin to go, you know what? That's silly. What a terrible way to live, not trusting in my heavenly Father. And so we confess those things. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly, whoops, uh, though outwardly uh, we are decaying, sorry, anyway, it, we're being renewed day by day is what the verse says. Okay, then we look around when we're asked to serve. Uh, and so do not offer any part of yourself as sin uh, as an instrument of wickedness, but rather, listen to this, Woo! get ready, selves to God as those who have been bought from death to life and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness everything. What do you mean? You mean my time? Uh, Yep. Like my money? Mm, Sorry. Yep. Like my relationships? Yep. We look around. Where can I serve? What I love about our church, among a ton of things, is man, you guys get this. (laughs) You guys get the fact that it's not a holy huddle here. It's not just about Living Spring, that we go back into our workplaces, we go back into our communities, and we bring the light of Jesus. The fact that we're doing our Garden Grove gift giveaway, Living Spring, uh, there'll be a thousand kids from Garden Grove that get something for Christmas. We're not a big church. (laughs) We have no business giving out a thousand toys. And yet we do, because you guys get this. Look around, and this is a great way to pray. God, how can I serve today? On your way to work, God, give me one chance to serve somebody in my office, even that guy, right? Look around. And then finally, we look forward to my future faith. We look forward to my future faith. This is, these are great prayers. God, I don't have much patience, but I have more patience than I did two years ago. So God, I'm just asking that you would help me continue this trend of getting more patience. So you guys know this, that I struggle uh, with anxiety, but I was thinking about it the other day, and I'm like, I don't really struggle as much as I, I should stop saying I struggle with anxiety. I should say I, I have a propensity to do so, but, but God has really been working in my heart. I can just pray for that. God, good job. <laughs> I, I want to get better at this. Help me to get better at this. Look what it says in Philippians. I thank my God every time I remember you in all my prayers for you all. I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. By the way, uh, I pray that uh, with you guys all the time. I love that. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion. He will absolutely do that. He's begun a work in you. You say, John, I've been a Christian for 10 years and I feel like I'm just a little baby. Okay. So you're two months older than, it doesn't matter. He began a good work in you. He's gonna carry it on to completion. Yeah, but John, you don't understand. I I messed up. I've fallen down. I've gotten up. you know, a hundred times, I say I'm not going to do that, and then I do it. You just don't understand. He who began a good work in you will perfect it, will bring it on. 
until it's done. And if not in this life, in the next, as the worship band comes back up. Maybe that's your prayer this morning. You just say, God, I, I just want to look forward. I want to be better. I want to, I want to be a better display of you in my work, in my office. Well, just pray that to him. You say, God, I realize that I don't even know where I serve. Give me a place to serve. Find something for me where I can serve you. And so maybe it's God, you know what, today, today I'm not going to pray for any prayer requests for myself. I'm just going to look at some of these names that you are, King of Kings. I'm just going to dwell on that, and that's going to be. We serve a multi-dimensional God, and we can pray to him in any dimension. So what we're going to do now is we're just going to close with this song, and the, the reason we have this ending song is so that you can reflect And maybe you just reflect on the names of God. Maybe you reflect on something. Maybe God's been stirring something in you. Maybe today's the day you make a decision to leave something behind or to reach forward to what's ahead. And we just, we do that. And this is also a time when we fill out those connection cards. And like we say, we like to get one of those from every household. And uh, like Marquis said, we don't, we're not going to sneak up on you in the middle of the night. Uh, um, Well, not that you'd know about. Uh, But it really helps us when you fill those out because then we know um, who we can follow through with and go, hey, you haven't haven't been here for a while. Um, Just a real quick story. Um, We had another one this week. (laughs) I sent out my notes, followed up, sent some texts, and the person was like, man, thank you so much for noticing that I wasn't there. Well, that couldn't happen without you guys doing what you do, so we appreciate that. So let me pray for us, and we'll end with this song, and then uh, I'll come up and bless us. Lord Jesus, we are thankful for you, for your life, your death, most importantly, your resurrection. That the resurrection power that you displayed in conquering sin and death, you then have given to us. That we can understand and experience what it's like to be a follower of you and to be uh, Christ-like. And so, Lord, as we reflect on these different ways we can pray and just how magnificent you are, Lord. I pray that you would open our minds that even though these mysteries are not understandable, Lord, would you just open our minds a little bit that we can grasp a little bit more of how high and wide and deep your love for us is. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.